0: Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.
1: So the week commencing the 13th of May, so from Monday, is Mental Health Awareness Week. And Idili Kamitaru, who was in a few weeks ago with us, um, our lovely cognitive behavioral therapist, is back to chat to us about some further research. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's lovely to have you back in here. Um, Idili, you were just explaining to me that Mental Health Awareness Week
0: always has a theme. Tell mm-hmm. us about this year's theme. That's right. So, Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, Started in 2001, and the Mental Health Foundation every year dedicates this week on a specific topic issue this year is um, around body image so um any emotional difficulties that lead to changes in our body image and how we view ourselves but also the consequences um of uh, how yeah we view ourselves back on our emotions mm. so that's very interesting and i think it's coming up a lot in the media as well isn't it it is it's coming up a huge amount um Lots of people...
1: Either undereat or overeat, and usually it's it's something emotional that's that's making them do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we've also got some interesting new data, haven't we, on the ways in which many people in Surrey are masking their health, mental health problems. Can you tell us a mm-hmm. bit more about that, please? Yeah,
0: yeah. So that was based on a recent research uh, that took place in the area of Surrey and studied young people from the ages of sixteen to thirty-five, and the outcomes revealed that ninety-three percent of people mask their true emotions and pretend to be happy although we experience mental health symptoms mm. uh, and the m- most frequent way of um, them masking their symptoms was through busyness so mm. keeping busy scheduling too much in their day um, and I guess having less time and space to think about problems or difficult feelings um, struggle to connect with people or believe that people don't really know them. And when, when people were asked about their family and friends... 84% were able to witness other people masking their symptoms too. Mm. Um, So they also did that by overusing busyness. Um, A lot of people avoid others, avoid social situations, or they overuse humour and drink alcohol, Mm. again, in an effort to mask their symptoms.
1: Mm. I wonder why it is. It's almost as if people are just too vulnerable to to say how they really feel mm-hmm. and actually people care you know people would never judge you or most people wouldn't judge you mm-hmm. if you said that you had some sort of issue i think it's um it's it's you know it is good to to talk about it to people and to be honest and open and, and not, yeah. not be too vulnerable yeah mm, interesting statistics though um you know 92% hiding behind busyness that that's shocking really isn't mm, it because yeah. it, also if you're busy um you're not going to have the time to do the things that might make you feel better mm. like go out and walk or we were talking about this earlier Absolutely, before, getting out yeah. to walk in nature.
0: and yeah. we often find that people don't have time to problem solve and really address uh areas, things that they worry about when they're too busy. Yeah. They don't have time for pleasurable activities or time for relaxation, which is, of course, in line with what she said. Yeah. No much time to do things that will help us feel better yeah, eventually. Yeah,
1: yeah, time, me time, time for mm. themselves, yeah. And self-stigmatizing, stigmatizing, 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 I quite yeah. mm-hmm. um, say, is, is highlighted as a real issue by one of the survey respondents. Can you explain that a little bit? Mm-hmm.
0: So self, self-stigmatizing is uh, the process of uh, a person with a mental health condition or symptoms becoming aware of uh, the stereotypes in the society but also agreeing with them and start applying them on themselves. Mm. So in a few words, self-stigma is about internalizing the negative voice of the society about mental health symptoms mm. um, and it relates to beliefs such as um, my sim- symptoms. Symptoms are a sign of weakness, Mm. or the fact that I have no motivation in life at the moment means that I'm lazy. So there is a lot of self-blame, a lot of labeling, which of course leads to difficult feelings Mm. like shame or embarrassment. A lot of people feel that they've let themselves down by feeling this way or not being able to manage um, their thoughts, and they might feel sad and hopeless about the future as well. Um, So self. Stigma often leads to behaviors like uh, the urge for people to hide their symptoms, Mm. avoid. isolating themselves socially and emotionally, uh, avoid seeking or receiving help, which of course can have an impact on their quality of life. And they end up bottling up their feelings, which means that um, a vicious cycle of uh, more and more difficult feelings and low self-esteem is reinforced.
1: Mm. The the one respondent in the survey is a 28-year-old paramedic science student from Guildford, and he himself was calling for an end wasn't he to self uh, stigmatizing mm-hmm. and encouraging others to seek health this mental health awareness week um which is great which is great and we need more young people like that to come out and and say to others it's okay it's okay to to say what's wrong you often see facebook posts where people are saying you know this is okay it's okay speak out i'm always here the kettle is always on if you want to come in and have Mm. a chat and Mm. yeah and i think more of us need to do that really to let everybody know it's safe to to say if you have a problem because there's too many people that you know go the whole way really when they really don't know how to handle the situation that they're in Um, what can be done to help more people talk about any mental health issues that they might have
0: I think that this depends on the role that we have in society, but I'm sure that we can all contribute towards helping people um, talk more about mental health. Uh, The more we encourage discussions around mental health, as we do together today, hopefully the easier it will become for people to take the first step and start sharing their difficult feelings. And once they do that, they automatically encourage more people to do the same. Um, So whether it's your children or spouse, your colleagues, at work or neighbour just try to encourage people to talk more about how they feel as Mm -hmm. disclosure is the first step towards tackling self-stigma and as parents or people working with younger generations I think it's important to teach our children that it's okay to feel bad and talk about it and share it with other people and it's also important for all of us to become more considerate Mm -hmm. um, of other people's feelings so when we come across a behavior that we we might not approve for instance it might uh, be helpful to ask ourselves could this be the outcome of stress pressure worry or low mood that someone is experiencing Um, and in my opinion it would make a big difference if we can be more compassionate and kinder towards people rather than judgmental and strict yeah no you're absolutely right we need to be
1: kind and put ourselves in the position of other people Mm -hmm. to to how would we feel if we were in that situation and I think you're right with parents when children are very young they need to be almost taught the language of how to explain their feelings rather than burying feelings I think probably the era I was raised in you didn't talk about feelings particularly Mm -hmm. Um, and I think today parents need to be able to talk to their children and say it's okay to say if you're sad it's okay to say if you're angry you know
0: they're just so that
1: they deal with their
0: emotions
1: mm-hmm. um, from an early age
0: and most importantly we are role models um mm. so I think it's really important how we manage our own feelings. I've met parents of children or early years practitioners who become embarrassed to cry in front of children. Yeah. But actually, if you allow yourself to do that and you explain the reasons behind it, the sadness that it's okay, we all feel low some days. Um, I think then it's easier for children themselves to to do that in the future. Yes, yes.
1: So just show your vulnerability yeah, in front definitely. of children. So that, yeah, yeah. I used to find that with mine. I would always say sorry, even if I'd accidentally, I don't know, scratched them when I was washing them or something. Mm. But I found that as they started talking and everything, if they did something and they realized I wasn't happy about it, they would always say sorry because mm. they learned that it was it was safe to say that. Um, it's worrying that the research shows that nearly half of people surveyed in Surrey admitted that they didn't know where to go for help, help mm-hmm. with mental health issues. What's available for them? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's uh, a lot of the time it depends on the area so in the area of Surrey, people can speak to their GPs and explore the options that are available through the NHS but at the same time there are lots of charities available uh, that might specialise in certain issues like relationship problems or bereavement uh, and they can offer counselling sessions Um, there are different approaches available and that's it depends on what people's goals are. Um, as a service, we offer cognitive behavioral therapy, but of course, there are other approaches out there that can be helpful, like counseling. Um, or you mentioned mindfulness before, so mm. trying to be more present, more in the moment, rather than um, being preoccupied with thoughts about the past or the future. That's also an important skill that people can learn.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, they're all really really good ideas so we've got a uh, cruise for bereavement counseling Um, relate for for, um, relationship Mm counselling and and as you say people really only need to google the sort of help that they want and and they'll find these charities coming up Um, and you mentioned there the the CBT the cognitive behavioural Mm -hmm. therapy Um, we know in Surrey that we're very very lucky that we have ISO so tell us a little bit about how people can um, get access to that
0: resource Mm -hmm. so first of all just to underline that IESO is um, an online service and it's It's free, free of charge. So people who are registered with a GP in the area of SARE and experience anxiety and depression, they can self-refer. They can go on the ISO Health website and complete a registration form. And they can be assessed and um, have online sessions. It's very, very easy to access. People just need a mobile phone or a computer and access to the Internet. And they will be able to work with a qualified CBT therapist who will be able to help them work towards their goals. It's really important that at this stage there is no waiting time in the area mm-hmm. of Surrey, so people, once they refer themselves, they can get the help that they need straight away, uh, which is really important and might not be the same as other services that yeah. are out there. Yeah. Okay. now that's brilliant. So they
1: literally just need to go to https colon forward slash forward slash surrey dot i.e. so that's i-e-s-o health dot uk and then they can click on registration and, and refer themselves i think that's, that's such right. an amazing service so that people can actually they don't have to go to their doctor if they're embarrassed they can just go online and mm-hmm. do that
0: absolutely brilliant
1: brilliant thank you thank you so much ideally for coming in to talk to us again today thank you that was ideally kamataru talking to us today in advance of mental health awareness week which starts on monday
0: brooklyn's radio believes your health matters